Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, D. Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another episode of Beyond Clean with Ace. We well, we haven't been quite regular in the last couple of weeks. That's due to, well, the classes that we teach. You know, here at the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, we teach classes. So instead of being with you on the podcast, we have to do some work. You know, not just the fun stuff like talking with industry experts, you know. Um, and so tomorrow we will not be on the podcast but we'll be back on Wednesday afternoon, but on Thursday we'll be teaching class and on Friday, well, morning we'll be on the podcast again. So, you know, the thing is just follow us, like us, and then that way, whenever we go live, you'll know it. And, you know, hey, it's not always me just talking to you this morning, well, this afternoon, gosh, I can't even remember what time of the day it is. This afternoon, we have a special guest speaker and, and folks, you know how I love to talk. <laughs> I found somebody for you that likes to talk probably more than I do. <laughs> See, I got him to laugh. Douglas, you <laughs> apparently are there. Yes, I am. <laughs> Douglas, let's tell everybody who you are, what you do, and why they're supposed to listen to you this afternoon. I'm ready. So go for it. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Douglas Henley. I am currently a vice president at Owens Realty Services. Uh, we are based out of uh, Orlando, Florida. And I guess what's intriguing uh, right off the bat is for the for, for the last 14 years or so, um, I was up in Connecticut. I was a director of facilities and operations for a very large school system. Um, I had about 42 buildings I managed, uh, pretty, pretty extensive portfolio of buildings. And our uh, outsourced vendor for custodial and uh, facility management, including maintenance, was Owens Realty Services. And uh, came down to Florida. I was a national board member of National School Plant Management Association. And I was able to travel uh, to go to different conventions. I came down to the Granger Show. And uh, the CEO of Owens Realty Services, Bob Owens, um, uh, took my wife and I out to dinner to show us his Florida operations. And... Uh, you know, lo and behold, um, he recruited me, and I am down here now. Uh, and as they so, say, the, the rest is history, right? Exactly right. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that that somebody who used to be the client is, is now a building service contractor. And I think I bring a different aspect of what the client is looking for uh, in terms of, of, of satisfying our, our relationships and our contracts. So, yep, here I am. Now, folks, what I want to tell you is, is if you've been listening to our podcast before, you know that we are powered by Jim Supply. They are a Central Florida uh, provider of, well, goods and services such as the Academy of Cleaning Excellence and also chemicals and products and equipment. And we don't get a customer of Jim Supply to come on the podcast very often. So this is kind of a rarity for us 
And, and we really, if you're listening and you're a client of Jim Supply, we would love to hear from you because this is kind of one of these things. Uh, we're, you know what? There's certain phrases these days. We're all in this together. Uh, you know, I think how long are we going to be saying that? But this is true. So uh, Douglas came to us and said, hey, I've got something to say. Hmm. Imagine that. <laughs> well, you know, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, I, I work for a great company. I'm, I'm down here with individuals uh, similar in experience. Um, and, uh, you know, we were prepared. You know, I, I don't know about other building service contractors, um, but, you know, our relationship with our, with our vendors and our uh, supply companies um, is one of partnerships, right? So I believe that when you extend yourself to a vendor, um, that quality of service that you're looking for has to be the same. And so, you know, it owns really services and we only want to work with people who are going to bring us value. And, and so, you know, prior to the pandemic, right when the pandemic hit, you know, it was uh, folks like yourself, Dave and, and Jim Supply um, who were ready um, at the call when we were looking for resources. So, um, you know, it prepared us to be at the forefront uh, providing services to folks. Uh, we can't provide services without the supply companies and the educational resources like yourself, Dave. Well, I think this was the interesting point that you make right there. It caught a lot of people flat-footed, and I know that people started coming to us right away going, can you? And I'm going, I've just been waiting for you. Uh, we've been doing remote learning for, well, a good three or four years. We have all the classes ready built. Now, yes, just like everybody, I believe, you know, uh, Doug, we, we all augmented some things to meet the COVID moniker, but the basic infection prevention is still the same thing, and we just had it already, so, to your point. Yep. So, so it's interesting. I, I, um, in my role here, um, I'm helping to source. Uh, it's basically best practices, right? So it's using my 30 plus years of facility management, quality assurance and project management, and trying to bring that to our different uh, teams and departments that we have here. And at Owens, you know, we have so many different types of buildings that we're maintaining from public safety buildings, private municipal offices, multifamily industrial buildings, um, retail hospitality. We have some theme parks, yep, because we're down here in Florida, stadiums and arenas. But we have all these different buildings uh, which um, have the same thing, touch points. So, so well, you know, back, back in October, I was just going to say, back in October to the point we had earlier, um, one of my topics that I did for my training was to these uh, uh, custodians in those different uh, building sectors that all uh, were responsible for the same thing, keeping that building safe by, by processing it properly. That's what we talked about in October, way before the, the pandemic. Well, so, as you're as you're saying as you're saying this, Doug is, you know, the the challenges of the cleaning industry aren't in just one vertical market, right. as you just stated. You're in several different verticals. So, do you? I'm not going to ask a lot of questions because I know that you can talk for hours without me asking a question. But I want to get a few of them in there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you got, folks, it's just two guys talking through it. So as we, as you've been on this show before, uh, we don't really have an agenda here in, on our podcast. We just kind of let it go naturally where it does. But I think this is something, before we get too far into this, there are challenges that a building service contractor has that's different than an in-house provider in one facility. That's totally true. 
I mean, one of the one of the things that I could speak from the client experience is that you know we're you know you're you're in most cases managing to a contract, <clears throat> and um, one of the main reasons why I came down and I joined this company um, is Bob Owens. Uh, we 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 think alike, right? Or I think alike like him, I guess. In that <laughs> that we want to exceed the client standards, right? Our standards. Uh, should always be higher than the client standards. So think about that as it relates to these different uh, uh, sectors, right? These different facilities that we manage. Um, whereas, um, um, you know, in an office building, they may not have the same level of detail and need and requirement uh, for processing a bathroom as you would in an office building per, per se, right? Um, but what's pretty cool about this organization is because, you know, we have so many staff in different buildings, we cross uh, educate and cross learn based upon best practices from one, uh, uh, you know, building to the other. So obviously if we are familiar with infectious diseases, because we clean a lot of schools, then that same methodology and education could be taught and applied across the aisle to the folks that are cleaning office buildings. Um, well, so, here at the Academy, we use a term fit for purpose. Fit for purpose. Um, you know, that means, yes, we use some of the basics, but fit for purpose means when I'm in an OR room, the fit for purpose of the process and products, if you will, equipment tools, is going to be at a different standard, a different level than if I were doing Raymond James Stadium. Right. And I think that's what you're saying here. But the basics still apply for everybody. Are those basics now changing? Well, you know, I hope they don't change. I think what's going to be interesting is... Um, you know, I'm not one that's prone to get sick, knock on wood, from a typical cold. Um, but I was just talking to my mom yesterday, celebrating Mother's Day, and she's always intrigued about my profession. And I said, you know, mom, I think next cold and flu season, there may be, there may be less cold and flu uh, cases because the industry across the world is focused on processing environments differently, right? Um, right. I wrote an article for LinkedIn last week. And in an article, I basically focused on touch points. Um, I saw that. What I wanted to explain to everybody is the term touch point. I want I wanted folks to acknowledge that there is something called a touch point. And in that article, I said that a typical custodian might have understood a disinfecting in a bathroom only, right? And I also mentioned that the industry had really been pushing towards green cleaning, so the use of disinfectants were 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 lower than typical um, because of the green cleaning. So now. A custodian in any building across the world should understand the difference between cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting. And that same custodian should understand what a touch point is. And so I said to my mother, I said, if you take the typical kitchenette in an office building, a custodian might come in, second shift, clean the countertop free of a coffee stain, uh, clean the sink free of a water, free of a water stain, but that custodian pre-COVID-19 might not have ever touched processed the door handles, the cabinet handles. But now they understand that that's a touch point. That's where the virus lives. But Dave, the virus was always on that touch point. Well, and we're not just talking about one virus. You and I, we are in all kinds of different facilities. And we may be talking about a virus, a bacteria, a, a fungi, a mold. The thing that we've got to be aware of is that these are always there. Yeah, we're in a pandemic with COVID right now. It's bringing all this awareness. I don't think the industry is the only ones becoming more aware. I think our general public are. Yeah, and, and, and when we talked this morning, I was saying that, 
that going forward, there has to be a shared responsibility of those in the, the building that you're cleaning and, and maintaining and the cleaners and maintainers themselves, right? So, you know, if they choose not to, you know, um, you know, grab some disinfectant themselves, um, or some wipes, then they're going to be paying building service contractors to be there all day long. And, and Owens Realty Services, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll put a custodian <laughs> in the building all day long to process uh, touch points. But there should definitely be uh, a, a collaborative approach to uh, keeping a building safe that, that might not have been there before, depending on talking, the industry of the building you're in. I was talking with a building service contractor in the UK last week, and we kind of talked about some of this subject. And I, and I asked him a question, so I'll pose the same one to you. Are, is the day porter coming back? And what will that day porter job look like, if so? I think so. I mean, it, when I when I gave the example of, of 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 our CEO Bob Owens being ahead of the curve, one of the immediate things he did, um, maybe early early March was, uh, and this is where I'm in an office building, so an office building typically does not have a day porter, right? Um, right. In schools, you're going to have a day porter, a head custodian. But the first thing he did was put a day porter in our three corporate offices, and and that day porter began the process um, of of touching all touch points. Um, on a routine basis, uh, and I tell you, this what building you, I'm in is. I, go ahead. Go what ahead. do you call a routine basis? So she's 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 on her own uh, uh, route. Um, she's uh, th- I'm in a building that has three floors. I think it's about twenty five thousand square feet, uh-huh. and um, so she's she's hitting everything right. So she's taking uh, a, a spray disinfectant. Uh, actually, actually, she's walking right by my office right now. She just smiled and said hello, um, <laughs> and and you know. It, not only is she hitting the inside of the building and all the touch points, the handles, the copiers, um, you know, the, the, the uh, and such, she's also uh, outside in our vans. We have a, a, a fleet of vans. And so she's also thinking about the door handles, the steering wheel, the controls in the vans. Um, so, so, yeah, I think that day porter is going to come back. So is that an hourly thing or is that uh, once you complete the whole loop, you just start back over all day long? That's exactly what she's doing. Idea. Yeah, she's 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 doing the loop, um, and then she's re- she's repeating that loop. Um, and I think that what I what I said to her is, you know, also focus on what rooms are being used, right? Because I think going forward, um, there'll be a, a different mentality of how space is used too, right? So if she processed the room um, uh, early this morning and she's aware of who's using that conference room, um, then she may not need to go back into that room, right? So so the day porter. Uh, who should be an integral part of the the office environment is keen and and keyed in on what spaces are being used and how people are using them. Now, one of your titles, and I I say one of your titles, I mean, you know, there's many things we all talk about. I also saw somewhere um, facilities management and safety officer or risk management, something like this. I've always said people need to not look at us as the cleaning people. We're the risk managers. Is that more what you're talking about here oh god that's a great conversation i just i just talked to so at owens we have um our vp of risk management um is michael rivera he's actually a certified industrial hygienist and what's pretty cool is um you know he and i are the same age you know we we, we've come up in in the industry together and he and i were talking about you know the the front line uh you know uh boot experience you know when you're in the field and you're and you're learning directly there um but, but he reminded me, and I'm, I'm taking a, a, a lot of lessons from Michael because, um, you know, we are cleaning for health. And when you're processing cleaning for health, safety is the, is the central point there, right? And so, 
So the, the, the hygienist is looking at a space differently than, than the custodian or, the, or the, the head custodian or the regional manager who still focuses in, in custodial cleaning um, because they're just looking for dirt, right? Uh, where the hygienist is thinking about safety in the building. So there is definitely a safety component uh, to, to, to processing a space. So you're defining the two differently. When did they intersect? Well, they're intersecting now. Um, I think that they always intersected, but they're intersecting now um, uh, more than ever, right? So um, in, in Connecticut, I was a part of an organization um, and, and we always had in our, in, our, in, our, in, our, in our model that, you know, clean, safe, and healthy buildings. And, and I, I remember guys coming into the, into the organization for the first time wondering what did that mean, right? Because if you're, if you're in the custodial industry, um, you don't pretty much understand the health and the safety component. But um, I, I wrote an article today and I put it on LinkedIn and I talked about how the custodians um, are the point of the spare as it relates to safety uh, in a building because we're processing these spaces to reduce the amount of germs, right? The difference between cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting um, is, is exactly that, right? Um, and so they are intersecting because I, I do think that there is a, a, a total correlation between uh, viruses living on surfaces uh, that are, are unprocessed, right? That they are just allowed to live on surfaces um, and the fight against them. Um, so, so across the United States, I hope, um, that 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 people are now understanding that that our custodial industry is one of safety first. I mean, that's a, that's what we do. We're processing rooms for safe, uh, you know, health, um, comfortability. That's what we do. I, I, I say we manage the risk so that other people aren't infected. Um, I have a number of other things I would say, but I'm not going to go into that. It's your show. <laughs> so so to these points, uh, we put out a program this weekend for uh, food service, restaurants, cleaning, disinfecting, um, and sanitizing. And you mentioned the three of them. And, you know, one of the things I already got called on is uh, the terms. And I think this is where more people are starting to look more carefully at what those three terms mean. Uh, do you see this or no? Yeah, I definitely see it. I, I you know, I, I see it even, you know, you know, I, I when I, I did a workshop and I talked about um, Lysol, right? And I did a workshop and this workshop was was trying to convey to to lay people and, and just folks maybe in their residences who uh, might use Lysol as their disinfectant that many people are using that product wrong and and that they're spraying and wiping, right? And <laughs> you know, and, and, oh, then, and then I turned started right, right, and I and I and I, and I asked them to, to look at the back of the can, right, and. And, and, and in this workshop, I said, you know, the Lysol brand has done a great job at talking about its kill claims and, and its dwell times, right? So, so if you want to teach somebody about uh, a dwell, what dwell time, contact time is and what a kill claim is, look at the back of Lysol. And that's interesting, right? Because that is a product that's used by, you know, uh, mom and pop across the United States. But, but, but mom and pop might have been using that product wrong across the United States, right? So, uh, yeah, so probably, I, pro probably 100 out of 100. <laughs> Probably a hundred out of a hundred. Uh, I mean, so, because, so, because I actually, I mean, if you look at it, it does not say to inhale it, but yet people spray it in the air, thinking it cleans the air, and they're <laughs> and they're breathing it in. It says not to do it. It says not to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, it does. It says exactly on the can. Do not. I mean, since you brought the product up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I got no stock in Lysol, but yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But, but it's a good. <laughs> 
But it's a good example, right? But, but, because because at the beginning of all of this, um, you know, I did hear people using the term cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting wrong. And I, I, I teach in my workshop, and I, and I taught it pre-COVID-19, that, that no one is going to try to wax a dirty car. That's, that's, my, that's one of my sayings, right? So if you're going to go out to wax your car this weekend, you better clean it first, right? So you better start so with So much that. cleaning, yeah. Exactly right. Um, and, so, and so, but people could have gotten mixed up, right? They thinking, they're thinking that cleaning is disinfecting the surface, surface right? So, so, so that's where our chemical supply companies have to, to work with, with, with our staff and make sure that, that, that we understand what dwell time is. And, and, that, and that's also pretty interesting that across the industry, um, that wasn't a, a, a common term. Um, but it's okay, right? Because, because now we're teaching, Dave. You and I are teaching. We're out here. We're trying to get people on board to understand um, and I think that, you know, people want to come back into a healthy building. Um, at Owens, we came up with a pretty cool trademark term. We call it disinfect to reconnect. Um, so, so once again, this agency that I'm working for is pretty cool. Um, and, and, and we're, we're trying to, uh, provide that surface service, right? So, you know, as businesses reopen, um, what is your plan to keep that building safe? Uh, what, what are you including? Um, you know, it's, it, I've watched these task force. Uh, the state level and local levels um, and kind of talk about businesses reopening. Um, but I'd like to see some subcommittees talking about, you know, uh, proper disinfection. Um, I just hope that, 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 that somebody doesn't come in here and start talking about cleaning um, and, 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 and sell somebody on, on using a product, a product that's cleaning only and not going to kill any germs or has no dwell time. Well, you know, backing into the course we just released this weekend and one of the protocols that we wrote in there um, is that this is not the sole responsibility of the establishment that people are using. There is a patron responsibility. And we were talking about restaurants. We use the word patron. You could be, you know, a client, customer, visitor, family member, whatever, a person walking into an establishment. And I, I want to ask a question at the end of this statement. One of the things that we said is to now promote what we're doing on the backside don't hide it anymore. We need to tell people what we're doing, not just that we're cleaning and disinfecting. We need to actually show them the process. And I think it's very interesting, as I've watched the different videos people are putting out, they're only showing the process at the end. They're not showing everything we do before to the fact that we need to clean before we disinfect. And if we're going to sanitize, that's different. So one of the points that we made in this course is, the very first thing is to require the patron to wash their hands and then they'll be seated and served. And we said, wash your hands with soap and water because of the restaurant, there has to be a restroom provided. There's soap and water. We don't need instant hand sanitizer. We just need to use the tools that we already have. But if the patron would be required to do that, it would send a whole different message. Could we not do that with all facilities? I think so. I, you know, I, I you know, because I, I spent so much of my recent career in the schools, and you know, we were always prepared for the little people coming into the building, um, you know, with 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 runny noses and and, and the like, uh, because parents obviously have to work and have to send their child to school, um, and the nurse's office, you know, was always was full. But but that same cold would run around an elementary school in a matter of minutes because the, the little people are touching everything. So yeah, washing your hands is something that I don't have to remind you to do, but it's something that's critical to do. And I think you and I talked about how it's it, it was comical in that that you would always see the signs go up on the mirrors in the bathrooms around cold and flu season to remind folks to wash your hands. Really, you know that 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 should be something that's innate. 
Uh, it should be something that we're doing at all times. And it's helping us do our jobs you know, in, in the custodial industry if you're, if you're meeting us halfway and you're reducing the germs, right? So that's, that's another thing that we can start thinking about. And I call out to our architects out there, if anybody's designing a new building, let's take a look at how you're designing these buildings to try to reduce touch points, right? Because um, obviously, if, 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 if we're touching less, then we're, 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 we're not infecting uh, uh, you know, more. Um, you know, and so th there's a collaborative approach to all of this. Uh, germs will always exist. They have always existed. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not going to stop existing. Right. No. Um, you know, so. Thank so, goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Right. For us in our industry. Uh, well, hey, I mean, we've got to have bacteria to live, man. <laughs> if you don't have bacteria, you don't you don't live. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on, let's be real about this, folks. We're only talking about 10 percent of the bacteria or it can produce a disease. Right. So we're only mold. finding. Go ahead, Dave. I say we need some good mold, huh? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, hey, I love my cheese and my cottage cheese and my <laughs> yogurt. Come on. We have to have, we're only fighting what we can't see. And back, this goes back to what I always say, and, and I think you do as well, Doug, is, you know, it's not what you can see. It's what you can't see. That's exactly so right. You can't just say, oh, I cleaned it because it, 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 it looks good. And, oh, well, I didn't need to clean that. There wasn't anything I couldn't see anything. There's stuff there. Dust is there. A dust is carrying bacteria. Yep. Well, it's an acknowledgement, right? I, I, I did a workshop. We, we, uh, we have a contract. We clean an airport uh, in, the, in, the, in the general Florida area. And I was telling the staff, I said, you, you have to acknowledge uh, that germs live on surfaces, right? And you, and you can't. It's interesting, right? Because I also, I also say if you, if you look for the dirt, you'll find the dirt, right? And, and that's, that's a basic level statement to a custodian or a person who is just coming in the industry that may not be familiar with cleaning, right? So look for the dirt. Your, your responsibility is to be an investigative uh, individual in our industry to go find the dirt in the space, right? Don't wait for somebody to tell you where the dirt is. Go find it, right? So that's the same thing as it relates to germs, right? And viruses. Um, but in that regard, you have to think about um, and do an assessment of how people move about a facility, right? And, and, and so in that one workshop that I did, I was in a conference room, and I said to him, okay, we're sitting in this conference room. Um, you know, what are people going to touch? And, and again, it's the uncommon touch points that I'm trying to teach folks, right? So, so, so first, we're trying to teach people to, to clean, right? We're trying to teach people to go find the dirt, to clean the dirt, right? But that sometimes is obvious because if you see the coffee stain, you're going to wipe it, right, with, with, your, with, your, with your product. But when it comes to germs and, and, and viruses, you got to think out of the box and you got to think uncommon. Right. So you got to think about the wand that 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 turns the mini blinds. Right. That's not a dirty surface, um, um, but it's definitely viruses living on that surface. You got to think about the, 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 the mic stand. Right. So if there's somebody standing at the podium um, in this conference room, then that individual is definitely going to grab the podium or grab the microphone to adjust it towards their like. Um, so, you know, it's 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 an acknowledgement and, and it starts with cleaning. That it's our responsibility to clean the space, but it's acknowledgement that we are cleaning not just for visible dirt, but for uh, invisible germs. Um, and I and I think it's a good workshop. And I think that people learn, and I think they understand, and and I think that's the future. Well, your point is well taken. There, we have to clean all of these surfaces first. I was just talking with a gentleman not more than an hour ago that was really excited about getting an electrostatic sprayer. And I said, fine, great. How are you going to use it? Well, we're just going to put our product in there. He mentioned his name of his product. And we're going to spray it on everything. I'm like, did you clean any of that first? He goes, no, we don't have to. No, that's wrong. And this is the problem. People don't understand that. So cleaning is a first step. You mentioned sanitizing and disinfecting. Uh, 
my belief, what we say at the academy, and I believe everybody does, you have to pre-clean first. So the first step, I call it the first step in the trilogy, is cleaning. If you don't clean the surface properly, the next two steps don't apply. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I want our industry, you know, so, so, you know, buildings are closed right now, right? And so in the article I wrote this morning, I was asking the decision makers to include their custodial personnel in the reopening plan, right? And, 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 and sadly enough, as it relates to our industry, decisions are made typically and we're not at the table, right? Um, oh, yeah. But in speaking to our industry, um, I want all of us to go back into our buildings and do an assessment different than we've done before, right? And so you, you're not, you, yes, you're cleaning the same surfaces, but again, if you're cleaning for visible dirt, that's not sanitizing or disinfecting like we need to go and do going forward. So that, that so even before cleaning, Dave, there may be a, a, a step before cleaning that's an assessment of your space. You gotta walk your building, you gotta walk the spaces, you gotta walk the environment and determine how you're gonna process it properly. Um, and, and, you know, that acknowledgement of, of, of the process is what I need our industry to understand. Um, but we can quietly do that on our own. We can walk our spaces on our own um, and, and, and then get that game plan uh, going to go forward. Uh, and then come back to your decision maker, your stakeholder, and, and let them know that you, you got your plan. You're ready to go. Okay. So if we're going to outline this and you said you're going to do a step before cleaning, I'm not going to disagree with you because one of the things we teach in our infection class is that especially during this time uh, of the pandemic is that you have to assess the risk factor to the technician before they go in. Exactly. Is it a low, medium, or high risk? In other words, has there been an infected person there? Is there an infected person there? Or do we not know? Assessment now has a different meaning. Then if you want to add to the end of that, I have two other things I add to the end of that trilogy. I'm ready. Okay. What you got? What you got? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard me say this before, Doug. And, and I, I know this is a point of contention for a lot of people. And as a building service contractor, you're probably going to say, whoa, wait a minute. I don't have time for all this. But I think this is where the RFPs are going to change for those people that really want to go and do the very best. To your point, best practice, right? Right. So my point has always been, I should say, where I differ from the industry in some cases, is that just because the label doesn't say to rinse doesn't mean I shouldn't. Mm. And I always say it this way. You know, do you take your dish that you had your morning breakfast off of and just run it through the soapy water, let it air dry, and put it back in the shelf? No, you rinse. Yep. You rinse the soap off of it. My point is, the, 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 the bottle, and, and a gentleman I got into a discussion on this uh, live on the air the other day, and he mentioned Joy by name, and I said, so, you know, are you going to rinse the Joy off, or are you going to put your bacon and eggs back on the Joy the next morning? So do you, think, do you think, so with the rinse, I, I'm, I'm, I'm following you. We, we, we can have a discussion, not a debate, because I don't disagree with you. I, okay. I am thinking, I actually read an article that uh, that talked about the number of complaints about disinfectant smell or the people who are sensitive to to, uh -huh. to any kind of chemical smell uh -huh. is on the rise, right? 
because now we, here we are. We've been talking about you know processing uh, environments, and we talk about the three steps. Um, and we're talking about. I think I said earlier that 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 green cleaning is not going to be what it was, right? Because oh, now people are using right. disinfectant for everything, right? Um, and so you, you make a good point. Once that dwell time is satisfied itself, if it's if it's five to ten minutes, whatever it is, right? You know, that that rinse might be an interesting step. I don't disagree with that. So, so my point is, if we are, you and I, uh, as, as teachers, and then as our technicians and our services are following through on the teaching, my point is, I have to teach from best practice, mm -hmm. knowing that the different facilities, different environments, different fit for purpose will augment what is being actually done. But to that point, if we rinse after we've used the chemistry and done everything according to protocol, right? Right. Then aren't, isn't that what this is all about? Leaving the best surface that is the healthiest for the person to come in contact with? So is that rinse surface bringing that pH level back to a neutral? Is that Absolutely. what you're thinking? Yeah. No, I, well, I and, then, and, and then my last point that I teach in class is how do I know all of this works if I can't measure the outcome and we really promote ATP measurement as the final step? Right, so we've talked about that. We're, we're fortunate here because we, we do have our industrial hygienist, Michael Rivera on staff. And, and again, you know, back in early March, you know, that was one of his original um, you know, suggestions. suggestions and, and I think that the, 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 this is what's gonna happen too, Dave, is that our, our client and our customer and our stakeholder is going to become more uh, knowledgeable. Um, you know, the CDC is a great website right about now. Not that they weren't before, but right about now, there's so much information um, out there because because there's too much information sometimes, as, as you know, right? And well, so, it's, it's sometimes too clinical for people to understand how to put it in practice. And I've heard the complaints they don't go in and, and drill down far enough, and so people are left to try to figure it out. Figure it out themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could I could see, you know, um, I think we, I was talking this morning about the ISSA. Who, who, they now have a certification uh, designation for buildings, uh, GPAC. Uh, so I can see that going forward. I, 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 I understand that it, it might be, uh, you know, a, a step, the last step might be necessary to, 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 to bless this building as as a certified uh, building. Yep. Okay, folks, that. we're going we're gonna to come back with Doug here in just a moment, but we kind of need to let you know that we are sponsored and powered here at the Academy of Cleaning Excellence by Jim Supply. They are a supplier of janitorial goods in Central Florida. They've been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930, and we are very happy to be powered by them because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to have these conversations with people like Doug and Owens Realty. My point, Doug, is, is in this not every client is going to give you the affordable time. Uh, their scope of work is not going to be able to include the assessment, the cleaning, the disinfection, the rinse, the measurement. I understand that. But I think if you and I promote these best practices more and more and more, can we help the industry and help our customers start to look for a, a new level Oh yeah, that 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 was kind of my point earlier about you know being at the table, um, you know, and and you know the the uh, I, had a, I had a colleague that said you know the facilities department is like an internal organ you don't know you have it until there's an issue 
right? You can't, I can't <laughs> see my spleen, that. right? I don't know what my spleen is, but I, I know I have a spleen. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think there's an opportunity now, right? Um, I, I was actually bothered though, to be honest with you, um, a, a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago when the stay at home orders came out and, uh, and then, and then in those stay at home orders, they were listing essential personnel. And I was bothered because I didn't see anybody in our industry listed as essential personnel. And, and, and we, uh, again, were fortunate that we were doing disinfecting services early. Uh, we have, uh, we, we actually purchased, uh, the proper chemical from gym supply and we actually had some equipment that we've also purchased, but, um, so we were out there early. And, and so we had custodians that were worried about traveling to work because, uh, nothing said that they were essential. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a couple of weeks went by and, and, and then, and then I saw another, uh, um, stay at home order come out. And once again, we weren't listed. So I did some research and I found who the governing agency was that determined who was essential. And I found that agency. It's a, you know, it's a government agency. And I wrote them an email. I wrote them an open email from me to them, you know, vice president from Owens Realty Services. And, and to my surprise, they answered and, and they changed their guidance, uh, to include, uh, custodial workers and janitors. And, and I'm very pleased that I thought enough to do that. But, but Dave, that goes right to the point that, that decision makers aren't including us, right? So, so my article today is called Custodians, the Nation's Invisible Workforce. So if you're writing, a pur- if you're writing an RFP and you work for the purchasing department, um, it's not typical to pull in anybody from facilities, but you should now. Um, you know, uh, if they're listening to this podcast, if anybody's in purchase, yeah, you should now. Right. Um, you know, because, because I think you're right, Dave, uh, those steps, I, 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 we would gladly do those steps. Right. And we gladly are ready to educate our customers and our clients about these steps. The very first thing we want to do, um, is talk about a, a day porter, uh, you know, assigned to a workplace to continually disinfect all touch points. Right. That's the very first thing we want to do with all our current contracts is to say, Hey, have you considered this? Because, it will be uh, critical um, in the in the in the battle, but it starts okay, with so it, that decision making. Go ahead. Hang on a minute here. Go ahead. Yeah, folks, you heard it live on the air. <laughs> Owens Realty, Douglas, they want you to put into your RFP that you need a day porter. They're there to help you. That's, it. That's exactly right. I mean, come on. I mean, if we don't tell people, if we don't help them, how are they going to find the information? This is kind of where you're going, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's intriguing. I, I, I think it is. I, I think that it's a lot of those decisions are made by people trying to, uh, uh, you know, bottom line oriented to try to save money for the organization and they don't consider, um, cleaning as a, as a, as a major component. But again, um, in one of my workshops, I always talk about that, that we are taking care of a responsibility so that the client can focus on their core business, right? So that responsibility is maintaining the building, uh, making it safe and healthy so that they can focus on whatever, uh, uh, gizmo that they create, whatever service that they provide, um, they don't have to worry about uh, being in an unhealthy building to provide that service or to create that widget, you know, that gizmo. So, so yes, include us, ask us. Uh, you know, we we know what we're talking about. This is what we do every single day. We are the industry experts. So well, tap, we would tap love to help. Knowledge. What you're saying is, we would love to help so that you write the RFP. And put in the standard um, that your standards, you know, um, that change the scope of work so that it actually gets what you're actually needing. Mm-hmm. And I think this is by large what I find a lot of times is 
the RFPs that are coming out there, Doug, they're simply the same ones that we've used for the last 10 or 15 years, and nobody really knows how to update them at a lot of these organizations. Am I wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, and again, you know, it, it just depends, right? I, I was fortunate when I was the client in Connecticut, that agency thought enough to hire me, uh, someone with facility management experience, to help them manage that facility management contract. Um, and whoa, you, you got me on a non-COVID-19 soapbox. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of clients out there that could use that knowledge of how to work with your your service provider. Um, you know, we you know we're we're a part of the solution. You know, we shouldn't be seen as 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 just a vendor. Uh, we're a part of the solution. And, and as I said just a second ago, um, I understand that you're creating that 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 widget that gizmo, and I understand that you're providing that service. Uh, but you need to do so in a building that's that's conducive to provide that service or, or create that gizmo. And so yes, the RFPs. Um, Hopefully, will change, right? Um, there, there's a focus now, right, uh, on on what we do, right? Because everybody's thinking about germs on surfaces, and 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 I hope the positive that comes out of this will be we're at the table. Um, I hope that 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 creates a, 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 a opportunity for us to help create and, and redesign some of these RFPs. Um, you know, Owens Realty Services, uh, Bob Owens, our CEO, is always looking for uh, opportunities to help organizations, and that's something that I'm sure he's willing to do as a consultant. Um, but the, the, the better RFP will be the RFP that's helped create, helped, uh, um, or created by, or, or, or looked at by somebody from our industry uh, and touched and, and reviewed. Uh, that's typical in any other industry, so I'm not sure why it's not typical in ours. So yeah, Dave, I'm right there with you. You know, uh, from your viewpoint, I've uh, had an interesting thought here over the last couple of weeks. As we see one in seven people now without a job, as we come back into this, is this going to change the employment pool for you? Hmm. By all means, it, it will, right? So, so um, you know, I, I, you know, and I guess this is generally Central Florida. We're, we're, um, I'm not sure with it. The folks on the line, it could be across the world listening to us talk, Dave. Um, but in Central Florida, this is uh, a a a, uh, a hotbed for uh, hospitality, tourism. Um, this is a place where. Uh, we are always competing uh, for staff because the individuals that we would employ, um, you know, they could be employed by so many others um, in this general uh, Florida, Central Florida area. So, um, you know, I, I like to think that people that choose our profession um, have a knack for our profession. Uh, in one of my workshops, I, I was talking to the group about uh, the ability to see um, and find Dirt, right? So, so the, the understanding that it's your responsibility to walk into that space and, like I said earlier, you know, be be you know, do some investigative work about what you're about to do, and 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 I think you know, some are born with it. Many of many of us have to be trained to have that sense. Um, uh, but I had one woman in the in the in the crowd that she raised her hand. She said, "I was born with that ability," and I said, "Great, you're in the right industry then." Right. So I still think um, that it's a it's a it's a wonderful industry. My grandfather was a, a building maintainer when I was young. My father was a building maintainer uh, when I was young. Um, I came out of college and I, and I quickly had a job cleaning offices. Um, you know, um, so 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 I hope, Dave, that that there those individuals are still out there. And there's a sense of responsibility and a sense of um, uh, of need to want to make a building healthy. Right. So I come across custodians all the time for Owens that really believe in their job and they understand that they have a, a responsibility to make a building safe. Those same folks are out there. They're going to come back to us. If they're listening, sure. hello. 
This is Doug. <laughs> if you're listening to this, hello. Uh, you know, Doug's uh, <laughs> going to be looking for you. Uh, but, you know, this has been the, the issue for building service contractors or our industry in general, if you will, is finding the right people for the right job. And I think that my past experience in dealing with different economic turns is that usually, and of course we're yet to see this because we're not on the other side of it yet, but usually when this happens, the employment pool changes. And as we come out on the other side, we have the opportunity to not only enhance our contracts, but also enhance our labor pool. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we uh, th this is a great company because we, we definitely uh, support our staff. Um, you know, we support the community that our staff lives in. I mean, that's also very critical, right? So that, that as a building service contractor, you know, where are the folks coming from? And so, um, you know, we have uh, a program uh, that even right now uh, we're focused um, on our staff and we have a, a care program that we're definitely taking the time. Um, you know, we call it Owens Cares. I mean, obviously, you know, Owens Relief Services, but we've been taking care of the folks who have been displaced and hibernated during this time. Um, but again, I, I think it, it goes right back to training what you and I love, right? Um, and that, you know, as people come back to the workforce, um, you, you, you remind them that they're a part of this, 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 uh, this total process that, 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 and I and I start off a work one of my workshops. I start off and I say you are the central point of the spear, right? You're you're the, you're the pointy edge of the spear. You, it starts it begins with you, and 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 I believe in you, right? Um, and so that training um, about what they're doing and why we're doing it is how you maintain that 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 workforce. Uh, so so yeah, we're doing a lot of things to maintain and retention is important to us. Um, but this is a family organization. Um, this is not one of those big box store. Uh, cleaning companies. This is a family-run and own organization that we care about the, the employee and the individual. Yeah, and, and as we started our session this afternoon, and I talked with another gentleman uh, before we came on, you know, this is, and the, the classes that we teach here at the academy are focused on that frontline technician, keeping that person healthy at all costs, then doing the proper jobs as they do that. But you know, we have to have a central focus in keeping that labor pool, that labor force uh, healthy is critical. You know, there are many people, as you said, there's people that didn't want to, didn't know if they could come back to work. I have got many people come through classes going, before I went into the facility, I wanted to know if I how to protect myself because they were scared. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, there was a school district that said, Hey, our, our people don't want to go back in. They're scared to because we had COVID in the building confirmed. And I think that that raises a different awareness for our frontline workers. Well, that goes back to education again, right? So, so you know, our front, you know, any, any workshop that I do, I start off saying to that group that, you know, and this is an obvious statement to make. I want you to be me one day. I want you to be standing up here one day training others, right, with the knowledge that's important within our industry. And we, we cannot not educate our folks, right? Um, you know, it, because there's a lot of misinformation that, that exists, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and, and it's important that they understand that, that, the, that the virus lives on a surface for these amount of days, right? Um, it's important that they understand that proper hand washing is important and why PPE is important. But a lot of this day with things that we were teaching 
already. We just have to remind them, right? So, you know, it, I remember we were doing a disinfecting job for one of the municipalities here in Orlando, and um, an officer, so you can figure that out, uh, was, was our client, and he was standing by, and he saw our folks suit up in hazmat, uh, uh, you know, uh, equipment, PPE. And I said, well, this, this, this is not because we're worried about your environment. This is for the protection of, of, of the individual uh, fogging your, 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 your space, right? Um, and, so, and so if a custodian is trained properly, they already know what PPE is. But at least at Owens Realty Services, we train our folks to know what PPE is. Um, you know, we go through a core uh, six training program um, every year. And then there's a follow up that Michael Rivera does. So um, but I'm not sure if anybody does that. So we should, Dave. We have well, to. You know, one of the things we teach in our class that we'll be conducting tomorrow, by the way, we've got another presentation of the live uh, remote learning for accredited infection prevention expert. And one of the things that I'm very careful uh, to make sure of is the just the one little simple thing of how to properly doff your gloves. Mm. Because so many people, you see this right now. I was just out just a little while ago, and you know I saw these people touching the outside of their mask with their bare hand, and then touching the grocery cart. Huh. And now it's like, okay, so you're, you're, the thing is, you don't touch the mask once you put it on, but people fiddle with it and, and, and screw around with it and adjust it and, and everything. You know, the thing is, the outside of it's contaminated, too. Now, yes, exactly. it's there to keep you from spewing your luscious bacteria all over everything. But on the other hand, you're breathing it in. You're drawing in things into the onto that mask. And so when you take off your mask, there's a proper way to do it, a pro proper protocol for doffing PPE. And this is what I find in many organizations is we're talking about the PPE that we need to have. And that we have it, but I find very few people telling and really training people on how to remove it, top, yeah. you know, doffing. Oh yeah, there's a whole process that that our, that our guy Michael teaches, um, you know, from from day one. Um, very very critical you know, doing that, um, and even where to do it, right? So so oh, you, know, yes. you know you know we're we're in a building. Um, hey Dave, I, I just had a thought about seeing you uh, outside of the Walmart teaching people how to put on their masks as they walk in. <laughs> I can see that, Dave. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be a Walmart. I can tell you that. I I, uh, I try to boycott the Walmart folks. But you're right, Dave. I mean, even 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 you know, as these months have rolled out, I remember Michael Rivera kind of talking about how you know to, to properly take off our gloves and 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 you know, there's something new happening all the time. So so the individual within the organizations have to have that person that we have. We're fortunate to have that industrial hygienist. That's constantly looking at, at the methodologies. Dave, you're one of them, right? Um, you know, looking towards our, our supply companies and our, and our educators that are out there teaching everybody and stuff. But you gotta you gotta stay vigilant and you gotta want to be educated, right? You can't stop and think that you know it all. You gotta continually be looking to to educate your staff on the best practices. And and, and best practices isn't one and done, right? It's a continuation no. of what did we learn and what did we tweak um, to to that best practice. Um, and I just hope that the industry is 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 open to it, right? Because there are, there are a lot of folks that think that they know it all because they've been in the industry for a long time. Um, I've been in the industry for a long time, but I am extremely open to, to things that I can learn, especially if I could, you know, uh, bring that information uh, to the to the masses and to our workforce to try to make them safe. That's the whole idea of this. 
you know, somebody asked us um, early on, and this was in February when we first got the first hints of this. And they said, well, do you have a recording, a, a class recording that we can watch on, on the subject? I said, no. And there's this long silence. They didn't know what to say because they were just sure that I was going to say, yes, and here it is, and here's a DVD. And I said, no, we don't do that. This is organic. This is changing. Mm -hmm. Every 10 days we're doing this class, and I can guarantee you we use the basics, but we're adding something, something new. How many times has CDC changed things since this all started? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and this is to your point, though, Doug, this afternoon, is we have to be continually learning. Your position in mind is learning. This is what we do. But, you know, I've been in it 45 plus years and I'm learning new things today because we've got some new protocols. I'm also learning how to put things differently than I did before, because mm -hmm. we learn differently now than we used to. Um, you know, I, I don't think that, I, I think the day of plugging in a DVD and watching a DVD is gone. Yeah, yeah, no, no, actually, it, I mean, you know, you, you got to be in the field, right? I, I think that you got to be there. You got to show them. You got to have them do it themselves. Right. Um, you know, it has to be. And Dave, I've been in one of your workshops where you use that cohort. It has to be interactive. Um, I was talking to one of my colleagues and and we were wondering why, um, you know, or she was wondering why compliance is down in, in, in the company she works for. And and, you know, because she does a, she does a great job training. And, and we were just thinking about the interaction of the people in the workshop. My wife actually is a trainer. She said the same thing. And she said quite often when, when you're doing these remote training sometimes, which is the new DVD, right? There's a person talking um, that, that people aren't engaged because they're not, they're not physically or actively doing something. And so that interaction is, is, is I think, the way to shock the, the mind to, to make them understand that you're involved in this. This is, this is for you. This is, this is not for me. This is for you. Um, right. So, so let, let, let me see how you, 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 you do it now. And let's talk about how we can do it a little differently based upon the best practices uh, that are tried and true industry professionals. But, but it has to be uh, for them, by them, you know, and with them um, to, to, to make it stick. Okay. So we're close to the end of our, our time for this afternoon, Doug. Um, I got a couple of questions I'm going to ask you, but before that, what would you like to kind of sum, you know, sum up this whole time with and leave people with a thought? Yeah, I think the, the, the overriding thought, um, and again, the audience could be varied, but, um, it's, it's something that has been a pet peeve and I've said it a couple of times and it's good to, to end on it is, is to include us in, in the decision uh, process, right? So that, that, that for a building service contractor, uh, I hope that the, that the client, that the stakeholder um, is including us um, in their reopening plans. Um, I, I hope that, that, that folks across the United States are getting that phone call or getting that email, inviting us to, to, to participate, to offer our expertise um, and, and, our, and, our, and our skill set. Um, uh, if not because we have the experience, if because we're going to be the ones uh, implementing uh, the safety protocols to make, to make the building uh, comfortable again. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's my hope. Uh, maybe I'll write that article next, um, but, but just, just include us. That's what I'm looking for. So, folks, we're going to include a couple links to a couple of Doug's articles on LinkedIn. I've been reviewing a few of them myself. Uh, we'll throw those in the show notes. You can always get hold of Doug there. Um, two questions. Where were you born? Stanford, Connecticut. Northeast. Northeast. Yep. And what is on your personal 
bucket list for this year? Oh boy. You know, so COVID-19 is affecting everything, isn't it? Yikes. Yeah. So, so I, I celebrate, my wife and I celebrate 30 years of marriage this July. And congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, she, she's my, I guess she's my middle school sweetheart. I met my wife in seventh grade, believe it or not. Um, so we've known each other for a long time, but, um, you know, so we were looking forward to, to, to some kind of trip that, that we just stopped planning. Right. So it's just like, yeah. Um, and, and, but I'm an interesting guy, man. I, I, I'm an extreme hobbyist. Um, I'm a model train hobbyist. I, I, I make, uh, robot sculptures out of recycled objects. Um, I'm a painter, I'm a poet. Uh, I do a lot of different things, Dave. So, so, um, you know, some of my just, come on, give me one thing on your bucket list. That's what I was going to say to you. So I was going to say, I was going to try to pull from one of those things. It's so tough, man. Um, <laughs> you know, um, so, so, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, um, maybe oh, no. it's, it's, no, no, I got it. I got it. You know, um, so we, you know, I, I, I haven't been in my home uh, a year yet and, and we bought a home with a two plus one garage so I can set up my model train layout and, and, and maybe a bucket list item by the end of the year is to get a running train uh, on that layout. You know, that's a, that's a typical cool. hobbyist model train uh, bucket list item. Is there a train running down the track on that layout? And that's, uh, you see, the thing is, this is, this is what I always say. The reason I ask these two questions, and I do this in my classes all the time, and I think this is kind of what we're talking about today. If I don't know where I start from, in your case, Northern Connecticut. Right. And if I don't know what I want to accomplish and I can't identify what I'm trying to accomplish, I'm lost. And so I always say this, one of the things that we have to do in this whole issue that we're talking about during this pandemic is we need to know where we're at today. Mm. Where are we at? What am I doing? We need to look and to your point of assessing, I need to assess who and what I am doing today. So for those folks that are listening, yeah, I was thinking of different things you were saying as as you were. Uh, I love the idea of getting the architects involved because first thing I tell them is put a freaking restroom in the front door so that we can wash our hands to protect ourselves when we go in the building. That'd be yeah. my first thing for an architect. I think nice. every building should have a restroom at the front door, period. No matter where you're at, if it go into an office, there should be a, a, a station to wash your hands. I hate instant hand sanitizer. Mm. Okay. And then the other thing is, is if we now can assess where we are and who we are and what we're doing, then we also need to have, like on you said on that RFP, a goal, a, a mission, a, a, a definite goal to achieve. Then you and I can help people achieve it. Well said. And yours is, is getting that train going. Now, I don't know if I can help you with that train, but you know what? You're not the only one that I've talked to that wanted to put a model train together and get it going. Have you had them before? Oh yeah, so I, so I had him in Connecticut because you know in Connecticut we have basements, and so you know there's a, there's a basement empire, you, and you would never know it. Obviously, you would drive by a house and you you couldn't tell. Um, but I'm a hobbyist, man. I, I I believe in in the manufacturing movement that starts from creation. I believe in model making and just working with your hands and and starting with something that's that's in your head and seeing it actually proliferate in front of you. So that model train hobby is 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 a part of me it's 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 every part of me by the way the uh, us in the cleaning or facility maintenance whichever way you want to say it folks this is what we love we love to take something that doesn't look good gets trashed and then at the end of our process for it to look like and be healthy for you to come into 
Doug, it's been a pleasure having you on this afternoon. As well. I'm glad that you finally you. decided to come on air and talk with us. Oh, yeah. I'll be back. You'll be back. Well, I was going to I was going to offer that. But hey, you know, folks, he's going to be back. We'll tell you when he's going to be back next time. How can they get hold of you and Owens Realty? Um, so, um, I, well, actually, I would love everybody to go to our, our, our website now. It's owenservices.com, www.owenservices.com. We are working on a, a new website that really talks about our disinfect reconnect program. Uh, I, I love that again. When, when our uh, VP of, of business development and marketing came up with that, with that, that term, I smiled so, so much because it includes us, right? Disinfect to reconnect is including us. Right. That, that statement alone says that you, you have to embrace your, your facility guys. Right. Your facility person. So, um, you know, reach out there. Um, uh, find me on LinkedIn. Um, and Dave, you'll put that in the show notes. Um, and, um, you know, dhenley at owenservices.com is my direct email address. But but I'd love to talk to, or reach out to anybody uh, specifically that, that would need our services or would just like to talk to another person within the industry. I'm here for you. Doug, thanks for being on the air and folks. Please share and like us here on our podcast. I think this is number 47 for this year, and uh, we're not even halfway through May yet. So, you know what? We might break 100 episodes this year. That would be pretty cool. I'd be cool we, if I'm your number 100. I, you know, yeah, I, I, hey, I, well, you know, I have to keep up with us <laughs> on it, Doug. Yeah, uh, but let's not just wait till 100 now. Come on. <laughs> okay, that's true, too. Uh, so, folks, uh, you know, like us here, share us here on Podbean Live. We're also on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. Hey, we're on all the social media. You know, share and like all of the things we do. We appreciate those folks that have. And I also want to say a special thanks to all the people that have joined the Ace Academy family this year. Uh, we have seen a tremendous uptick and people coming to our classes and getting certifications. We appreciate that. We know that you're now actually able to qualify to go out there and improve lives with cleaning supplies like Jim Supply has been doing. We will be back on the air with you on Wednesday. Don't have a special guest yet for Wednesday, but then we'll be back on Friday with Bill Fellows. He's gonna be talking about more of the, well, technical stuff on a safety data sheet. So if you uh, want to be learning more about safety data sheets, Bill will be back with us on Friday to talk about that. We appreciate all of the time that you've been with us and listening to us this afternoon. Be sure that whatever you do between now and the next time we talk with you, you keep it healthy, positive, and proactive. Good afternoon. We'll see you later. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye.